0: Well, well, well. Good morning, Bridge City Church, Murraysville. How y'all doing today? Come on. You're doing better than when you came in? Come on, we got got this thing here that when I say, how you doing, we all say, better than I deserve. Are you doing better than you deserve today? So how you doing? Come on, I'm in the right place. Come on. I am so excited to kick off our new series here. But before I do that, I just wanted to share my heart uh, this morning and uh, share with you that one of our charter members that's been a member for 40 years here at the church has gone home to be with the Lord. And it's my mom, Sally Paladin. And um, listen, you, you can be sad, but don't be sorry. And I mean that with all my heart. She, um, she served God faithfully over uh, 40 years. Uh, one of the biggest things was as her health declined over the last couple of years, she was so upset she couldn't serve at the church. She really was. She was so upset. She was, I just. I need to do something. I said, Mom, you're going to pray. And she was praying all the time. She was praying for me. She taught me how to pray. She, I believe I'm standing here today as a result of her prayers. I mean that with all my heart. And, 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 um, and uh, she was faithful. She actually was on staff here at the church for 16 years. Actually, she was on staff at the church. Um, she was actually on staff at the church before I was. And uh, she worked with my wife Natalie um, before my before we were married, and um and and I think Natalie had an inside track. I don't know. I just. Uh, but you worked with my mom, and they both worked together in the office. And so she served in many many different um, capacities here at the church. But she was just such a woman of faith, and uh, she'll be missed. And um and just just it, it just you, no words to say. But I do want to say this. Um. New Year's Day, her health really started declining, and, um, and she was kind of unresponsive for a day or so. And uh, the day she went home to be with Jesus, a couple of ladies from the church went in a room and turned up worship music real loud. And they had a little worship service. They were worshiping God. And it was in that culture that she went from one worship service to another. Isn't that exciting? Come on, that's really, really good. Come on, we should give God and honor God with that. And so I do this with all our charter members, no matter who they are. I always stop, and I recognize their faithfulness, their faithful giving, their, their faithfulness over years, and just want to honor her today. But you guys got to help me out. Are you willing to help me out today? Now, I, there is something missing in my life, and I'm a little nervous, that no matter how bad I preached, my mother would tell me how good it was. <laughs> She would always. I could always count on my mom, and and there was like this. There was there was some ladies at the church for a long time. There's there's some older ladies in the church, and they, and they were like the Amen Corner, and um in the Amen Corner, I could always count on them to tell me how great it was, even when I knew it wasn't that good. And so I want to so just just for today even if it isn't that good would you just tell me how great it is at the end come on somebody come on let's give God a hand there <laughs> So thanks for letting me share that and uh, hey let's pray Heavenly Father there's a great group of people here today and um, man God they just want to know what you're doing in the world today and they want to know how they can respond to you they want to know how they can be more like you and serve you so God I pray Father that you're going to grant me the grace and the strength to be able to share there with this great group of people um, your word and your ways so that we together can follow you. In Jesus' name, amen. So here we are, um, the second Sunday of 2023, and the title here is First Things First. Now, how many of you like to be first? Come on. Tell the truth. Shame the devil. Come on. We got this contest at the office right now for steps, like who takes the most steps. So I'm carrying my phone, and I'm going to walk a lot today. Come on. I says I may run around a little bit, okay? Maybe it's the Holy Ghost. Maybe it's I want to win. I'm not sure. Okay, come on. But we're, we're, we're at these the steps, and, and we, we, we want the new iPhone, or we want our kids to be first in the spelling bee. There's all these things we want to be first. But let's, let's think about this. For the next four weeks... What if we decided what values in what we as God's children could be first at in 2023? Now, one of the things I really am trying to do, I'm, I've been purposing in my heart. I want to be the first to listen. Now, for those of you that know me, know that that's going to take God. <laughs> Amen. I heard those. Amen. Says yeah. But the other thing is. What would it look like if we said 2023, I am going to be first at repenting, at repentance? As a matter of fact, nobody here will out-repent me. No, literally, like, because, like, think about that. I want to be, I want to listen first, and I want to be right with God. I want to, I want to repent first, said nobody ever for a New Year's resolution. Come on. Am I right? But listen, but what would it look like? What would your home look like if in every home represented here said, you know what, we're going to have a contest this year, who repents the most? No, really, what would that look like in a a marriage relationship that says, I want to be the first to repent. Every time there's a problem, I am going to go to God first, and I'm going to get it right. How many of y'all would like to be married to that person? Yeah, come on, I see those hands. I see those hands. Come on. So that's what I'm talking about here. It's I want to be first at repenting here. And this is a value that we can live together. So here's the big idea. Here it is. Repentance in the life of Jesus' followers will have these three results. So if we live a life of repentance, we can expect these three things. I'm going to see the kingdom of heaven. I'm going to sense the Father's presence, and I'm going to be able to submit to his will. How many of y'all would like to see those results in your life? I would, and so I'm going to, I want to tell you how. So we're going to jump in first to Matthew chapter 3. We're going to start out here, and just what would it look like? Let's define a little bit of repentance here. John the Baptist, John the Baptist uh, 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 Jesus's cousin, Had about a six-month, nine-month ministry, very successful. And um, what he did was he had a word of repentance. And it was prepare the way for God. Okay? And in those days, John the Baptist came in the Judean wilderness and began preaching his message. And this was his message. This was his life's message. Repent of your sins and turn to God, for the kingdom of heaven is near. That was his message. No, this is the message that prepared a way for Jesus. So if we want to prepare a way for Jesus, we need to have repentance. It needs to be a part of our lives here. It's a central thing that we have. And so aren't you tired of having a crooked way and stumbling? I am. But I'm saying if I live a life of repentance not just do repentance, but live a life of repentance, I I can make the way straight to God. The way straight to God is repentance. And And so today I'm going to talk a lot about repentance to God, okay, here, but it also, everything I say applies to our relationships here on earth where we can live a life of repentance here on earth, which is so, so vital. Let's look at Jesus' words, Matthew four seventeen. 17, red letters here, and Jesus began to preach. This is his first message when he began to preach in the ministry. Repent of your sins and turn to God, for the kingdom of heaven is here. Yeah, repentance and turning to God. This is one of the issues I believe we have in the American church right now, I believe we, we're trying to believe our way to God, not repent our way to God. We're trying to sense God's love, and if I can only sense God's love, then I'll get to God. But in reality, we need to repent to get to God, not just know his love. His love should lead us to repentance. I'll get to that in a little bit. But we we don't just believe our way into heaven. we got to repent our way into heaven. See, See, and I believe that many of us, we're not experiencing all the benefits of heaven, like what we get in a relationship with Jesus because we're, trying to, we're, trying, we're infatuated with his love, but we don't like repentance. And we've got to love repentance. Repentance is a lot of fun. No, it is. No, I'm serious. Has, has anybody ever offended you? Ever in your life, has anybody ever offended you? Okay, If not, I'll, I'll, the, the day is young. <laughs> Don't you like it when they repent? When they take responsibility? When they say, I'm sorry and I'm not going to do that again and I, and I, and I want to go a different direction? Isn't it fine? It lifts, it lifts the burden, it lifts the load off of us here. So what is repentance? Here it is. Repentance, a decision that results in a change of mind, which in turn leads to a change of purpose and action. That's what it is. It's not a feelings word. It's not emotional. See, many people think, well, you gotta, you gotta, if you don't cry or if you don't get emotional, it's not repentance. Not true. Repentance is a decision. I have offended God or maybe I've offended somebody else. I've offended God, and I want to get rid of this offense so I can have a straight way to God. I, I want to have my, my path straight. Are you with me? And so therefore, it's a decision. So I don't, I don't have to get all work myself up emotionally. I just need to make a decision. I'm going to make things right. Not based on me. We're going to get to that. But, but based on who God is. But repentance is, 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 is what we, we do. It's not something you do so you can get to God. It's the process in which you do get to him. See, many people think, I'm going to go repent and do something, and then I'm going to be able to go to God. Let me try to illustrate it this way. Let's say you were in Cleveland. Now, I wouldn't wish that on anybody, but just repent for a second. When the Cleveland Browns, Let's say you were in Cleveland. And I said, you know, and I said, come to Pittsburgh. I wouldn't have to tell you, leave Cleveland. In order to come to Pittsburgh, you would leave Cleveland. I say, I wouldn't have to stop and say, okay, you you leave Cleveland. No, if I say come to Pittsburgh, you're gonna go to Pittsburgh. See, and this is what happens with us and God. We want to get to God, and so we need to go to Him, come to Him. In the process of leaving my old life and my sin and my stuff behind, I go to him. See, but the problem is is so many of us are just trying to add a little bit of Jesus onto our already busy lives, and we're wondering why we're not getting the full result. See, I'm trying to add a little bit of Jesus to my life rather than saying, if I want to get to him, I got to change directions. I'm going in a direction that isn't good. I'm going to change directions and I'm going to go towards him. That's what repentance is. It's a change of direction. It's a change of mind. It's a change of attitude. It's a change of purpose. And so in order to get to God, I can't stay where I am. I go to where he is. That's what this concept of repentance is. And many people aren't leaving the world behind. They're just trying to add Jesus. And, we, and I'm telling you, you can't do that. If we try to, we try to hold on to both kingdoms because the kingdom of heaven is near, it doesn't work. Okay, Jesus is kind of selfish. <laughs> I know some of you are like, yeah, context, context. You can tell the teachers in the room, you have context for that. He died for all of you. He died for every bit of you. Not just the Sunday morning you. And when he died for me, he doesn't just want a piece of my life. He's asking for all of it. All of it. I don't get to hold back on the parts I want. Do you know that repentance shows up over and over in the Bible. I, I believe repentance is misunderstood in Jesus' church right now. The only other word I believe right now that's more misunderstood is the word grace. Grace is horribly misunderstood. But repentance is. Do you know that over and over it was the first word? It was the John the Baptist's first preaching, Jesus' first preaching, his first instruction to the disciples. All these things. His... um. Uh, first instruction to the 12, first instructions to the, uh, the 100 the sent out. All those. It's exhortation. First message in the book of Acts, Acts chapter 2, has repentance. Do you know that it's all over? Repentance is all through here. So I want to live a life of repentance because, after all, in 2023, 2023 nobody's going to out repent me. No, I want, you to, I want that to sink in. Is that a value you want? Is that a value you want? And your relationships, every relationship, and your small groups, and your friends, and at work. What would your workplace look like if more people made it a contest to repent first? Our homes, our workplace, our communities. Come on, our church. I mean, in just a little while, you're going to have an opportunity to, to, to come forward and and. You're going to be elbowing people out of the way. You get out of my way. I'm repenting first. Nobody's going to beat me for an opportunity. I say half joking. No, see that's the concept here. So so repentance involves these six things. Six things here. First there's regret, then remorse and renounce it. You feel bad. When God when when there's the spirit, like when I feel bad I did something wrong, I feel bad. One of the things, the first things I've learned in ministry, when somebody's crying and kneeling down, don't console them because that's the work of God. The one of the first things I learned regret, remorse, renounce. But then I need to take responsibility. If ever in repentance you're saying, yeah, but if you would only. Whether you're saying that to God or somebody you can see, that's not repentance. Notice, repentance requires that we acknowledge sin. And there's such a thing as sin. Not an an issue, not an attitude, but sin. Sin separates us from God. And I love you enough to say, we got to get rid of the sin in our life so that we can have a straight way to God and we can have a clear communication with Him. I can't do it on my terms, i got to do it on His. Is anybody with me? And then we're restored. God restores us. Then I can head in the right direction. I want your 2023. I believe, personally. this is what I personally believe, if we're going to take the, the next four weeks, you've got to come back next week, and the week after, it's going it, to get really good next week. And then it's going to get even better than next week. And if we'll just put into practice, I believe you will experience more spiritual transformation in your life than you ever have before. That's a big order. You you be first to repent in your life, pray in your life, humility in your life, forgive in your life, you're going to have the best year ever. First things first. Are you with me? Okay. 2 Corinthians 7. Here's the apostle Paul. 2 Corinthians 7. Apostle Paul writing a letter to the church in Corinth and he says, "I am not sorry that I sent this severe letter to you, though I was sorry. I want you to know the Apostle Paul was the first to say, sorry, not sorry, just a thought. Right there, okay? He was the first. I know people think they, they came, but I didn't. It was, he was the first, okay? And it was painful for you for a little while. Now I'm glad I sent it, not because the pain it caused, but because the pain caused you to repent and change your... Yeah, So there's a sorrow that's going to cause pain. How many of y'all know the truth always hurts before it sets you free? How many of y'all want more truth? Yeah, come on. It was the kind of sorrow God wants his people to have. So you were not harmed by us. In any way. Come on. And then he goes on in verse 10. For the kind of sorrow God wants us to experience leads us away from sin and results in salvation. There's no regret in this kind of sorrow. But worldly sorrow, which lacks repentance, leads to spiritual death. Yeah. See, so being sorry without repentance is spiritual death. Sorry that leads to repentance leads to life. Is that good? I mean, I think that's good. The apostle Paul knew what he was talking about. Come on. Come on, that is, that's where I want to live. I, don't, I, I, I just want to be with him here. And then verse 11, just see what godly sorrow produced in you. Earnestness concerned to clear yourself, such indignation, alarm, longing to see me, such zeal, ready to punish what's wrong. You showed you have done everything necessary to make things right. Listen, I don't just want to be right. I want to make things right with God and I. Is that that your heart? I want to do whatever it takes to make things right with God and I. I'm going to do whatever it takes. I mean, I'm going to remove everything. I got you because I just want to be right with him. The, the, again, this, this principle you can use in any relationship in your life. I want to be the first to take responsibility. I want to be the first to renounce this thing. Yeah, I don't have an issue. I have sin. I don't have a problem. I don't have, I got sin. No, seriously, that's like the S word you're not allowed to say in church anymore. whoa, okay. But see, but see, it is. But we, we, we call it sin. But we have remorse. May I suggest to you that when we, when we stop feeling bad because we sinned, that's when the problem begins. When sin no longer bothers us, that should bother us. When we're doing something that we know is contrary to God's word and ways. We know it's wrong. But we make justifications for it. We make excuses for it. We blame other people. Am I talking to the right people? You'll never get free from it. You can't get free. I want to see you free. That's what I want for you. I want to see your life free to serve and enjoy God here. See, so the repentance is your concept of God. So when you, see when you go back to when you were a child, some of you—that's a lot of rewinding. When you messed up, you had two. When you messed up, you had two different thought, thoughts in your mind. One or two. Oh no, I messed up. I need to call my dad. Or the other one, oh no, I messed up. My dad is going to kill me. (laughs) You got one of the two. How many of you score a little higher on the second one? But repentance is, I messed up. I have sinned. I'm going to go to my dad in heaven. I'm going to run to him. I'm going to go to Him. That's the heart of repentance. That's the joy of clearing ourselves. That's the joy of of, of saying, I've sinned, I take responsibility, I renounce this thing. I'm going to get it right. Help me get it right. That's the joy of it. That's the fun about it. Come on. And so there's three results that when we truly repent, we get three results. So I said all that to say, that repentance in the life of every follower of Jesus should have these three results. And here it is. The, the, the first one here is this it's see the kingdom of God. We see the kingdom. Jesus, John 3 3, unless you're, I tell you the truth, unless you're born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. That's your, I don't know if you know this or not, the kingdom's where Jesus is in charge. Do you know that we can't even see God work without repentance? You can't see it. You can't see. You'll you'll never see the goodness in other people without repentance in your heart. I'll never see the goodness of God on my own. See, I want to see it. I want to experience it. I want to perceive it here. And then in Acts 3, 19. Now, repent of your sins and turn to God so that your sins might be wiped away. Then, times of refreshment will come from the presence of the Lord. Wiped away means obliterate, completely removed. I am um, at our home, we have a back door that goes onto our deck. And after uh, 16 years of use and five kids later, how many of y'all know that that back door is dirty? And I have done everything. I have scrubbed and I have cleaned and I have said, I'm going to use more elbow grease and I'm going to find new things. I've done it. I've done so much to clean that back door. And it looked pretty decent. And then one day, my wife, the prophetess that she is, she saw the struggle and it was real. And she said, you ought to try one of these. And I looked at that and I said, What is that? I've never seen such a thing. And she said, it's a magic eraser. It's magic. So first I felt a little uneasy. It bothered a couple of my spiritual roots. It's light, it looks flimsy, it doesn't look like it'll do anything. I took it from her and I said, This is gonna be useless. And then she said, so I got, I got it wet, and I went over the door, and I start cleaning. I was like. <laughs> Dang, I'm good. <laughs> do you know what repentance does? It obliterates the sin. And many of us are trying to do it on our own with more elbow grease. We're trying to apply more of our own effort, more of my own justification, more of my own energy, and we can't do it. The blood of Jesus can obliterate our sin. That's what happens. So I'm not here to do a commercial for Magic Eraser. Although my door is clean. What I'm trying to say to you is we can't, you can't see the kingdom clearly. We can't do it unless we can call our sin what it is, sin. we got to call it what it is. It's sin. It separates. It, it destroys lives. And I want to get everything out of the way so I can see Jesus. Are you with me? That's what I want your 2023 to be. That's what I long for it to be. And this is what we can expect. I can see clearly he does the work. The kingdom, used 137 times, references, it's where Jesus is in charge. That's the kingdom. It's where he not only forgives me, the Savior, he, he's my leader. He's the Lord. That's the, the biblical term is Lord. That means he's in charge. He rules and reigns. That's what kingdom I want us to live in. When Jesus said, that the favor of God is upon us, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent and turn and walk a different way and watch what happens. Not only that, number two, we can sense the Lord's presence. It's his kindness that leads us to repentance. It's not, our, it's not his kindness that excuses our bad attitudes. It's not his kindness that allows me to do whatever I want in the name of Jesus. It's his kindness that leads me to repentance. Then in Psalm 51, the, um, David's repenting in a time, and he says, Cast me not away from your presence. Take not your Holy Spirit from me. This is after he, he committed an egregious sin of adultery, ruining lives. But his heart was, take not your presence from me. Take not your presence. Come on. Take it not. Restore to me the joy of my salvation. And uphold me with the willing spirit. See, is that our heart? Is that our heart? Like, God, take not thy Holy Spirit. Restore unto me the joy of my salvation. I'm tired of living a joyless life. And I'm convinced that a joy-filled life begins right here. That's right. God, help me. God, help me even in my unbelief. That's what the song was this morning. Help me in my unbelief. Help me. Help me deal with every attitude, every action that's not right. I just want to get it right so I can see you and I can sense your joy again. And it doesn't stop there. Number three is we get to submit to God. Oh, this is fun. I get to submit to God is where I get to see Him. I get to yield to His Word. We're never going to get to the place in our life where we don't yield to His Word. And we're going to put away all filthiness and rampant w- wickedness. And I know many people hear this. Let me just stop right here. Pause. Many people are sitting here right now, and you're saying, Well, I don't really have filthy wickedness. I don't have rampant sin. Okay, if ever in doubt, this is where I start. I'm just sharing it with you. I start with complacency, lethargy, and apathy. Usually, God gets me on one of those. Mediocrity, maintaining. So if you're having trouble where to start, maybe one of those fits because it's keeping me from the fullness of God. I want to be first to get right with God. And I want to be a doer of the word. I want to receive his word. I want to act on his word. That's what I want. That's what I have to have. That's what I need to have in my life. We have a helper, the Holy Spirit, that's going to help us. And I want to help you. I want to help your Monday through Saturday. This coming Saturday at 9 a.m., we are... One church in four locations. We're going to go to our North Braddock location from 9 a.m. until 1. And we are going to learn how to live daily with God's help. How many of y'all could that could help you? It would definitely help. And I'm going to be there. I'm just going to listen. I'm going to take notes because I want to get better. And so we want to help you. We call it our power conference because we want the power of God to be on your life. And so this is for everybody. Whether it's your first day in the kingdom or, or 40 years, makes no difference. I can still learn. I need to learn what it means daily to walk with God. That's what we're going to help you do. It's free. We just need you to show up. I'm going. I'm inviting you to come and learn how to put this into practice even deeper and better. Not only that, next Saturday, we get to begin a week of prayer and fasting. Now, on our website, there's a lot of resources on our website. I just preached a whole message. It's on there on fasting. You can get it. I'm urging you, starting next, we're going to take seven days, and we're going to do without food. So we can focus on God. I'm going to increase my devotion and decrease, and decrease the distractions in my life. That's what I'm doing right now. I'm, I, 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 that's what I'm doing right now. Just with the way things worked in my life. We started early. I said, I need to start this early. This is designed to help you. Now, where do you begin? How do you repent? First of all, there's a conviction in your heart. There's a response. We have to... Respond to God, acknowledge and confess, acknowledge and confess, take responsibility, receive redemption and restoration. doesn't get any simpler than that. we don't need a big display, I don't need a big emotion to it. I just need to act on it. One more verse here, 1 John one, 9. 1 John one nine. This was one of the first verses I memorized as a young Christian. It really really helped me. If we confess our sins to Him, he is faithful. And just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. Remember cleanse. Cleanse us from all wickedness. Confess means to say the same thing about your sin that God says. That means to agree. That means two people. That's the confession. You're saying the same thing about your sin that God says about it. That's what confess means. Two, people, two sides get in alignment to say the same thing about it. That you can't sugar, how many of y'all know you can't sugarcoat with God? You know how I know? Because I've tried. It don't work. I've tried it. I want to be, be a better listener. I want to be a better repenter. In every aspect of my life. Because I believe it's making a way for God in my life. How many of y'all would like to see the kingdom, sense his presence, and let his word do a great work In just a moment, we're going to allow all of you an opportunity. We're going to sing a song. We're going to worship. You're going to have an opportunity to respond, whatever way you you need to respond. But I'm telling you this. One of the things I learned early on is I wasn't going to let other people. Listen, I I was going to be the first to respond. I just determined I was going to live my life that way. But before I get there, I want to share with all of you something right here. In Mark chapter 1, Jesus' first words in in the book of mark red letters the time is promised by god is at hand the kingdom of god is near repent of your sins and believe the good news this is jesus's first words see i want the promises of god and i'm here to tell you right now that 2023 can be filled with the promises of god for your life every every person here the promises of god can be yours But, he announced, repent, because the the kingdom of heaven is near, and believe the good news. Would you stand to your feet with me right now? Right now, in this moment, I believe there's a lot of people here right now. We're all going to have the opportunity to repent, but I believe there's a couple people in the room here, you've believed God, you acknowledge God, you think he's a good God, but you've never repented of your sin. There's never been a day, a moment, or time that you said, Jesus, forgive me of my sin and lead my life. I want to go in a different direction now. I believe there's many in this room right now that have never done it. I believe there's some people in this room, you've been in church for years and you've never done that. I want to offer you today to make the decision that results in a change of mind, in a change of purpose, change of direction that results in a change of purpose. This is the best news I could ever offer you. Then we can believe the good news. I can't get to the good news before I go through this other news. We have sinned. So, Father, I pray over every person here right now, Lord. I ask you, God, in Jesus' name, God, I ask you, Father, um, Lord, that you would work on hearts today, that we would be a repentant people. Lord God, that even in this room, in just this moment, Lord, God, in this room, there's going to be many people, Lord God, getting right with you. Lord God, just let this moment be totally you. Let us go beyond what feels comfortable, Father, in, in Jesus' name. And I pray for those right now in the room that have never made that decision to receive your forgiveness. to be their leader that they've never had a day of repentance in their life that began a life of salvation with you so right now in this moment if that's you Right now, if that's you, if you're in the room and you don't have a day, you don't have a moment, you don't have a time, I wanna offer you today the best thing I could ever offer you. I'm gonna count to three, and when I get to three, all you're gonna do is raise your hand, I'm gonna pray for you. That's what I'm gonna do first. That's gonna be the first step. So here, here we go. If that's you, you know it's you, you need to get, you, you wanna receive salvation, Jesus Christ, his forgiveness, his leadership. If that's you, you're gonna raise your hand when I get to three. One, two three. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Just keep your hand up right there. Thank you, Lord. Anybody else in the house, thank you, God. God, I thank you, Father, right now in Jesus' name. God, I thank you, thank you, thank you. Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord God, for new beginnings. I thank you, Lord God, for, God, for the breath of God. I thank you for the leading of God. I thank you, God, Lord God, for, for new relationships with you, Father. God, do what you do best you restore, you redeem, and receive our lives before you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, now we get to do some fun stuff. We're going to worship in a song here. And I'm going to offer you an opportunity to, you you can be at your, your seat, you can either kneel down, you can stand up and lift your hands, or you can, we've made a lot of room, there's a lot of room up front here. And I'm inviting you to come up front. And, and, and you're not going to make any public display. You're not going to speak in a microphone. You're not going to do anything. This is going to be your time to get right with God. We're going to kneel down together and say, God, would you do a work in my heart? If you need, need to know where to start, complacency, apathy, those places, those lethargy, start there if you need to start there. Am I in the right place with people that want to respond today? Let's just begin responding right now. Come on, I just want to invite you to come forward. I want to invite you just to, to, to move out of your seats and just come forward. We've got a lot of room here. We're just going to worship God. We're going to honor Him. Maybe you're going to kneel down where you are. Come on, just begin to move. Just begin to move right now. Come on, just begin to move. I, I'm going to be first. I'm just going to. And you say, Pastor, I don't have to move. You're right, you don't have to. You can just do whatever you want. But I'm just telling you, something happens when we move from one place to another. It did this morning. When you left your home and came here, something happened. Am I right or wrong? Something happens when you move in the spirit. That's right. Just come on. Let's just move. Let's just begin to kneel down. Let's just be, Let's make this song our prayer in Jesus' name.